0: You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shana Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiast. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. Everyone and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Um, today, it's funny how things have been working out for us lately. We've had all of these disruptions in the universe, and and you know what? But they always say go with the flow, and that's generally what I try to do. If something doesn't work out the way we're planning, we 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 adjust, we set our sales, and we change directions. Um, we will go over. Um, do not take things personally another day, but uh, something came up today, and we shifted directions, and I've wanted to interview Shanaz for a while, so I think this is a great opportunity for all of you to get to know one of the hosts of the show uh, just a little bit better. I know we've shared some things through previous podcasts, but this is a great opportunity for you guys to really get to know her a little bit better. I'm going to title this podcast Shanaz Sony the quantum human. And the reason I'm saying the quantum human is because Shanaz is about to put out a book. And the title of it is quantum human. So Shanaz, my most beautiful quantum human. How are you today? Kathy, my beautiful friend, I'm doing great. (laughs) All right. So I, I know this book has been something you've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, so give the, give everybody in the audience a little bit of an idea of what it's about.
1: So the book quantum human is all about the power that we seek is the power within, and we are extremely magnificent human craft. I work on spacecraft and I look at us as a human craft and the quantum human book helps you understand that how you are more powerful than any rocket I have worked on. And if you can tap into that power, that the, then you can create that magical life that you always wanted. And you can keep on wanting different manifestation and you can create that through your own power source. So the Quantum Human book basically merges the science and spirituality to explain why we do have that power within with examples and with experiences that I have personally gone through and with my own evolution throughout, uh, coming from a third world country, growing up in Pakistan, not supposed to go to school. And uh, not only that I went to school, I became a valedictorian. So just having to prove to myself and to others is that we can pretty much do anything we want to, Right. But we truly have to believe in ourselves to do it.
0: Yeah, I think we're at a really interesting place um, in the In the how humans have evolved um, into where we are today, right? Like we are capable of so much that I don't even think, even with all the knowledge we have today, that we are can even begin to fathom the potential that we hold to what we can create, right? Like, and and it it's such a weird dynamic when you think about it because we're talking in physical. But we're also talking about beyond that, right? You know, I mean, in the physical world, it seems there's only so much that can be done in the physical world. But when you can move beyond the physical and realize what we're capable of, even even though we're in this vessel of this body, we're capable of so much more realization, right? It's almost like we have to break through in our minds this... um, this concept that we are all in this physical. I mean, am I making sense to you? Like, I think for a lot of people, they think everything is about the physical, the physical world, the matter, the matter, all that matters is matter, right? And it's so much, it's so much more complicated than that. So do you kind of get into that that part of things like that combination of science and spirituality that is just such a beautiful little, little realm to explore.
1: Yeah. So one of my chapters that uh, is chapter 11, it's all about conscious evolution and it really dives, deep dive into the very question you just asked. And even though like, you know, so that is why Kabbalah, right? We, we, We both know Kabbalah and Kabbalah is a very good teaching that helps people understand everything about non-physical existence because the physical is like a small tiny tip of the iceberg and everything else that's hidden is non-physical and uh, non-physical to me is where all the work happens before it gets manifested which is why it's it's kind of like for people who only gauge life through physical matter or physical manifestation then they are not aware of the non-physical aspect which is what I highlight in my book very much because that's where the secret juice yes, of it is. balcony
0: that's where the good life stuff's life. at right that's where the that's where the magic is and I think yeah. when people hear especially women talk about magic, they think, Oh, there she goes talking about that woo woo stuff or that witchy stuff or whatever. And I think there's a misconception there. Because for me, when I talk about magic, I talk about the power that we hold to change our existence. And it really does start, you know, with, if you think about how this works, right, so I want something. So I think about what I want. And when you even just form that thought, you're creating something in another reality. And 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 it's almost like you send out that that concept to the universe. And it depends on how how deeply you really want that desire, whether the whether the universe is going to co-create with you. Right? So the stronger your love of self and your connection to self and, and you're the architect you're the architect, I guess that's part of the quantum human, right? So once, yeah, Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to learn how to build our own reality. And I love the thought of that, like, it all starts at a quantum level is what you're saying, like, your existence (laughs) and the and the life you, you really want, you it seems so far out there to to grasp what you're saying but at the same time it's the very basic thing to do is to realize that you are the you are the creator of your life you are the creator of everything you desire and it's it's a it's a combination of things it's a combination of of your spiritual connection to yourself because if you have a really strong spiritual connection to self isn't that self the grand connection to the universe at large? Or
1: am I wrong there? No, that's perfectly right. And what I say that magic is what science hasn't discovered yet. That's all yeah. magic is. So Ultimately, yeah. science is catching up to everything that we call magic. But there is a lag. And because of the lag, we don't want to waste our time because all the information that we seek is within stored within our DNA. Right. And right. The, and that is where the quantumness comes into play. And then the quantum actually is a is a word that basically says amount of energy. But what it focuses on is a very, very small, tiny, tiny amount of energy that can move the mountain. Yeah. And I think quantum human pretty much means that we as one human being, even if it's just one and even if nobody agrees with us, nobody believes in us. If you truly follow whatever you think you truly want to follow, you are going to get there no matter what. And everybody who aligns with you will join you but it's it, but at at a time you may be by yourself 100 and that's okay because that's what i've done like every single major decision i've taken in my life i was completely alone i had no help from anyone but in my dna i knew that i have to do this and it was very hard and that's what the definition of courage is right is that right. you do knowing something that is not easy it's not comfortable you're even scared deep down but yeah. you do it anyway because you know. That that is where you're supposed to go.
0: Well, sometimes when it comes right down to it, it's, it's your dream. It's what you want. It's not up to anyone else to help you accomplish that. That's that's you, of your making, right? So there will be points. There will be points when it's up to you, and 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 that's I think that's by design because you want it to be yours. You know, you don't you you want that to be. The, the space you live in, you did that, you know, you created that you brought that now we all have help, the universe provides us help, it brings us help from time to time. But I think it brings it when it's needed. I think sometimes it's needed for us to go it alone. Um, and it means more to you in the process of that. I, I, I have a question, though, because you're in science. And you, I mean, you, you're very um, educated in history, too. So, you know, when we look back at the time, you know, when we had these great astro- astronomers and, um, you know, people were just expo- starting to explore the world. And they had a vast knowledge of our star systems. And, you know, they never even had the, the telescopes and things that we have today. But yet they knew things, right? They knew They had vast knowledge. And you can go back and look at ancient civilizations and can't help but wonder, like, how advanced were they? You know, do we even know how advanced these civilizations were? And the knowledge that they had, where do you think that came from?
1: So I think that the knowledge, as I mentioned, that our DNA does have information, right? Because our DNA is a storage device. It holds the memory. It contains the memory of every event that happens within our life is stored in our DNA. And that is why even when we die, there's a part of the DNA that is a part of the permanent seed atoms, right? Which goes into that. Yeah it actually gets stored. So our information always gets stored. It never gets completely lost. And we have two types of memories. So the one is in the DNA and then the one is in the Akashic record. So the interesting thing about the people uh, from like, you know, when you go down the history, because, you know, in our school, we only go 6,000 years. Right. But truly, the history can go all the way to 500,000 years, which is right. what we're already confirming, right? With all the evidences that we have now. So the whole thing is that one of the things about human being was at the time that they were willing to tap into information coming through different sources. They were not putting all their eggs in one basket, which is physical, is all there is. Right. And science is all there is. Yeah. They were not shutting the doors to all these other wisdom that could come through so many ways, even remote viewing, right? They were doing it. They were not even aware of it. So the information was there and then they had ways to prove it just by virtue of using that information. Now, you know, one of the thing that just came in my head, uh, Kathy, as you were asking the question, and I was listening to one of the Dolores uh, Cannon uh, interview, and she actually mentioned that, you know, this whole thing about the Native Americans having to dig the heart out, right? Uh, when When the human body dies, they were actually saying, that they were being taught how to perform a surgery. And so it was kind of an interesting thing that all of these information was coming to them by tapping into that Akashic record, that that information that's available to all of us, that right. they were willing to listen and they were willing to act, which is yeah. the big difference between then and now. Because now what's oh, happening yeah. is that we're also distracted yeah. by the physical world, that we don't do anything but... but Let the physical world decide our destiny. I think
0: they had, um, or ancient civilizations, very much treasured a spiritual connection to the world around them and a huge respect for the world around them. You know, the wind carried spirit, fire carried spirit, water carries spirit, earth is mother, earth is home. Um, And these things, when you're in tune to them, will intuitively speak to you, right? Your body it will intuitively speak to you. It 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 tries to talk to you all the time. It's a matter of whether you're tuned in enough to understand what it's saying. But I also believe back then that not only were they tuned into those elements that they um they 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 they, became, they were quantum in their own way, right? So they mm-hmm. Maybe even more than we are because they were so in tune to their surroundings because that's that was the only way they knew to gather things. And, you know, there's people out there that believe there's information encoded in crystals. There's information that is held in, within water molecules, um, you know, and it's and, and just like today, there's people who are divinely ordained to 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 carry messages to us, from us. Um, so I just believe it was, it's pretty interesting. People think we today are the most advanced civilization that's ever lived. And I'm like, sometimes I wonder, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're pretty smart. We've accomplished some wonderful things, which, you know, you've taken part in. And I want to talk about that for a second. So for people who truly don't know what you do, tell people what your occupation is.
1: Okay, so right now my occupation is that I work for NASA and I'm working on the human landing system and that system is being designed uh, by um, SpaceX Starship is what we are are using as human landing system right now to uh, do our initial mission to the dark side of the moon. Oh, that sounds so uh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then the goal is that the woman will walk first and then the man uh, this time and and we are going there ultimately to create a sustenance to live on the moon and then use moon as a layover to go to the mars so that's the that's the goal and we have all the science experiment that we want to do on the moon and avail the moon's uh, you know uh, kind of elements and make water and fuel so that we can do other missions to mars sounds incredible
0: and and wild and like a science fiction movie. But I love that I have a friend that's so smart that's working on that. Um, But you've accomplished a lot in this field. You've been doing this for a while and you've been a part of a lot of missions, right?
1: Yes, I've been. uh, I was uh, very prevalent in um, helping with the space station, for example, which was uh, one of my first major space project. And I was the one who was testing all the rigs, you know, to ensure that we can build a space station up in the space, because that was a very uh, different thing we had done, right? We were building, uh, we were basically designing the spacecraft in the space. And in order to do that, we had to really uh, field test it on the ground. And I was part of the testing team that, you know, conduct the test on the ground and write the procedure for the astronauts to follow when they were up in space to build the space station. Also, I did a lot of software coding for the space station. So a space station is like my baby. But the point is that I've been in this industry for, you know, working on a craft, working on a missile. I worked on a classified program as well, where we were working on the GMD missile, which is the ground midcourse. And the goal for that missile was that if you get attacked by North Korea or Iran, then we just... Um, you know, destroy their missile before they can destroy us. So it was for defense and it's uh, good for us to be prepared when we know other people yeah, yeah. are planning on wiping us off, right? So That's it's one amazing. Of <laughs> so um, you work
0: with a lot of men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, what's what's the male to female ratio in your field?
1: Uh, as far as the engineer goes, mostly it's very little and sometimes like it's so little, it's not even funny. Like uh, now it's getting a little bit better. So it's more 2080. But for the most part of my time, I have been like most of the time I have been the only female engineer, at least in the work that I do. And even in the class, you know, when I went to UC Wine for the engineering school in my class, we had 80 students and there were only two girls. Wow. And both of us were from Pakistan.
0: Really? Wow, yeah, was very interesting, right? Because that's so crazy and wonderful. I mean, I think it's wonderful because it's such a, a an oppressed place for women. Um, for yeah. you, for you know, for both of you to have come so far, and that's that's encouraging, though. You know, I had a, a young girl come to my yoga class this past week. I do a private session here at home on Sundays, and a, a lady brought her, and she's from Kenya, and um, mm. she's. You know, she's she's starting a ministry trying to help girls in her country, because when they start their periods, they're they're not allowed to go to school or anything like that. So it really affects their education. Right. So a lot of girls, when they get they don't have sanitary products. So when they get of age to start their periods, they drop out of school because it's, their family can't afford hygiene products and they're not offered to them. And, I, and she's out there trying to do something, you know, and trying to make a difference. And I th- I just thought that was so great when I see people come from those sort of things, women especially come from those things and and go out and do something with their lives. So you're a hero yeah. there.
1: And I, f- I feel like Kathy that I wish that I can find out why would they not send the girls to school? Because, you know, back home where I was grown up, my entire time, we didn't have any sanitary product either. I mean, the yeah. whole concept, I actually learned about it when I came to America and I was like shocked. Really? Yeah, because we don't have that. But the whole idea is that that is not the reason that somebody cannot manage or not go to school because you know, we uh, would make uh, the product with cloth. You know, right, and we, yeah. And my mom would make it, we would make it with our hand, what we were using for ourselves, right? Sure. Because, I mean, it's just a natural, I mean, my God, can you believe this? Uh, I mean, yeah, that just starts the whole new chapter. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, I wouldn't I would love to be an advocate to help them understand that why, I mean, woman can easily figure out another method, right. To...
0: I think that's her goal, too. Her goal is is to help educate them um, on things like that, but also to help get them um, products and things like that as well. So they're they're they've got a chapter. they're starting on all that. so I'll, I'll f- send you some info. Okay, so where were you born? Tell everybody exactly where you were born. I was born in Karachi, Pakistan. Okay. Uh, What is your favorite childhood memory?
1: Uh, My favorite childhood memory is that I would play a lot with the kids around in the block, you know, and we would just all gathered up. And we would, every single game that we played, it was all required, like, you know, it just required human being to be with each other. And we would like, like, for example, you know, like hide and seek, right? It's a game yeah. that doesn't require any kind of uh, instrument or tool. It's more like you create a strategy and then you play with each other. And most of the games we played in childhood was like that, where there was a strategy and we would follow, you know, like, uh, so it was very interesting that how enriching your life can be yeah when you have decided right that you you know because you don't have any other other avenues right you know we so I'm not even talking about board game I'm talking about purely games that were created just off of yeah. human uh, intelligence and human being playing with, with each other and so yeah it was definitely that to me was very fun and we would do a lot of pretending game as well and it was very interesting because in the pretending game it's all about your imagining things because nothing right. is truly there right yeah Yeah, me too. I remember neighborhood kids all
0: getting together and we were always outside um, making up things, role playing, uh, tag, hide and seek, you know, flashlight, you know, so I kind of wonder like today, you know, I almost feel sorry for kids today that just want to play video games and they don't have that interaction, you know, but um, I remember doing things like that. That was fun. What was your aspiration as a child? Because I think you had one. Like a lot of us, we didn't know. But I I got a feeling you had one.
1: Yeah, I always wanted to help human beings so that they can all be happy. They can all have a good life. Like to me, it was very important that everybody just lives in heaven. Like to me, I wanted to create heaven for everyone. And I always asked my mom that how can I help everyone? Because I really want to help everyone. But I want to do it in a way so that it's like, like, do I need to go to everybody's house and help them? Like, i was not sure, right? As a child, I'm like, do I go to one house at a time? And part of me wanted to help everyone so fast that to me, it was a huge concern that how am I going to do it if I visit one house at a time? Right. And I was, I was having to brainstorm the idea that how can I help? And then I thought maybe I need to become a doctor to help them. And so, yeah, I was very much exploring the helping human part in detail. And then my mom pretty much told me that you're going to just help human being just by being who you are.
0: Ah, great.
1: And it didn't make any sense, but now this quantum human book pretty much answers the (laughs) mail. Okay.
0: So today, what's your biggest fascination?
1: Today, my biggest fascination is that we have so much available at our fingertips in terms of information uh, that we just have to start using this information in a organized fashion that we can truly create the heaven on earth and i am already dwelling into it and just loving it and i want to encourage everybody who feels the same way to start dwelling into it and start creating their own you know star trek heaven on earth however they envision it right because it is really time that we all roll up our sleeves and do what we need to do yeah and it
0: starts with yourself it starts with yourself and that's sort of what your book is actually trying to convey to people like it is up to each human to to get to improve themselves and you have to start at that quantum level of that right
1: okay and every single thing that we know like you were mentioning the crystal and every single thing that is in the cosmos is all within us which is why we're so powerful yeah therefore as above so below right so it's all yeah,
0: I was listening to Deepak Chokra this morning um, as I was on the elliptical sometimes. I like listening to him sometimes. But he was going through that theory that either you can think of yourself as the ocean that's held in a cup. <laughs> because if you scoop a little bit of ocean and put it in a cup, it's still the ocean, right? Or exactly. Or you, are, you can pour that cup back into the ocean and where you're whole again. You're still whole if you're in the cup. So, uh, you know, you think of your bodies as a cup and we're in and within our bodies, within that cup, it's the entire universe, right? It doesn't change it. Doesn't. It. it doesn't it change doesn't the change fact, you know. Every
1: single drop is equally important as yes. the ocean. And that's yeah. why every single quantum human yeah. is as important as the whole planet Earth, right? With all its people because within
0: that one drop is still the universe in the whole right and and you just got to kind of wrap your head around that like every everyone matters literally in the physical <laughs> matter and in the the matter as
1: far as their importance everybody matters exactly <laughs> and and you know this is a holographic principle that you're touching on right because I know. every single drop contains all the information that it is needed. That's how our DNA is. That's why we quantum human need to really, truly value our existence on this earth in this form. Because I can assure you that if you do believe in aliens and other species, they actually envy us because of the way we can create ourselves in this form, the way we can feel everything, the way we can experience everything. So we have to truly, truly um, see ourselves as a gift. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> so,
0: who's your favorite celebrity?
1: My favorite celebrity. It uh, sometimes changes. I actually like celebrity based on what they do. Like, for example, like I like Daniel Craig. You know, he would always pick a great, <sighs> you know, role, even though he was a James Bond, like the latest one. But he had something about him that, like that integrity that would show in his character that I liked. So, I kind of find it pretty. You Plus, know, he's family. handsome. Yeah, exactly. It's like the whole package, like whole yeah. package as a man, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. And um, I think in the female, it kind of, um, it kind of depends. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. But I go with what, like I a lot of actors, like when I see them, and I feel like that they are doing what they truly believe in. It shows up in on the screen. Yeah, and um, yeah,
0: it's hard for me when it comes to celebrities because I don't really idolize anybody. You know, I mean, I can appreciate people's craft and and, you know, their work. But once I watch a movie or something, I I don't dwell on it. Right. It's just, eh, you know, that person I've watched it, it's it's done. So celebrities are hard for me. um, But every now and then I'll find a quality in someone that kind of comes through. And I, I admire that in them. But I thought that would be an interesting question for people trying to get to know you. Um, what would you tell your younger self? If you could go back and have a talk with Shanaz at, say, 12 or 13 years old, what would you tell her?
1: The one thing I would tell her is that every single thing that you're feeling right now, you need to, you need to basically... Acknowledge it and do something about it because all of those feelings are taking you to your next step. Our feeling is our best gauge. And even when nobody understands us or nobody validates us, we should still follow our feelings. And that's the one thing I would tell her is that, my God, your feeling is the best thing that's telling you what you should do and what you should not.
0: Yeah, I think I would tell my younger self, no matter what you encounter you are loved. I think I, think I, I didn't, didn't understand or feel that. So I think I would just sit her down and, and hold her little face in my hands and tell her, <laughs> tell her, no matter what, go through it, walk that walk, but know you are loved. I yes. think that would be really
1: nice. What's your favorite quote? Favorite quote?
0: Yeah, quote or poem. Emancipate
1: emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Oh, where did that come from? Bob Marley. Oh, really? (laughs) I love that. Say that again. I know this. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so um,
0: we're going to wrap up. But tell every, is there anything else you want to share about the book before we, because that's the the main reason I want to do this, besides people getting (laughs) to know you.
1: Um, Tell them them a little bit more about it, and then we'll sign out. Sounds good. So my book, Quantum Human, is going to get published this year. And if uh, if any of you want to help me launch the book, then please let me know, because I'm definitely looking to have certain numbers of people help me with the launching of the book. This book is going to certainly help everyone basically remember how incredible quantum human they are. And my book basically is just making sure that we can all you know hone into our power, right? So we can hone into our lives and we can create a heaven on earth. And um I'm very excited. That I have friends like Kathy here helping me with uh, promotion and also helping my message to go as far as it can because I think that's what it's all about is to make ourselves all quantum human and and manifest yeah. the heaven on earth.
0: Well, you guys listening, um, I you know I just want everybody to understand that Shinoz is an incredible woman. She's come from she's come a long way um and from from things that a lot of us can't even understand and for her to have accomplished all of these things and to be writing books and sharing with the world and, and if her mission is to bring heaven on earth and everybody should buy this book because we really need that we really need that kind of help and love in the world and when it comes out Shana, as you come up here i'll set you up with a book sign in and, and And we'll get that done. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, everybody. We are out. Um, I will let you guys know what the next episode's going to be. Maybe we'll catch up with Leah next week and get that one done on do not take things personally, because that's really something we um, definitely all need to work on for sure. It's hard, but um, I think if you have an awareness of it, you can kind of start from there. Please subscribe. Um, subscribe. You know, we get a lot of listens to these, but we you guys are lacking on the subscribing, the following. So do that. Go to your uh, podcast form of choice and follow us and download these episodes because I, I appreciate that you're listening, but it would really help us a lot more if you subscribe and download the episodes um, and check out each of our individual work as well. Um, and if you need any life coaching, Shanaz is your girl. Okay. Well, well, we are going to sign off for today. Shana. thank you again. And everybody, we are out. Namaste.